What's the? Have you got the Christmas plans ready yet? The Christmas plans. Whatever the Christmas plan is, I don't know. Uh, I got my yeah yeah I got my I got my working schedule and it's only one day so I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with that uh, and I do have to look at the the food menu for dinner with the parents because they are asking for suggestions. Oh sure um, yeah. Wiltshire ham on the bone. What? Oh, God. I'm not, just I'm browsing and perusing the M and S food website. He's like my least favorite royal. What British Wiltshire ham on the bone? Yeah, Wiltshire ham on the bone. He's just yeah, he's my favorite SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> British royalty SoundCloud British, rapper. Yeah, he he's went got... he went to eating and stuff, but he's got some sick flow. Yeah, he's got like a Union Jack under his eye. Three game roast. Oh, nah, that's a SoundCloud rapper right there. What three game roast? Yeah, is half the MS menu does just sound like SoundCloud rappers? Duck roulade. That's. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. His mixtape outdoor is... bread dry cured Gavin. That's like a duo combo. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah. That's like a that's a two piece. Yeah, salmon on croup, baby, on the mic. <laughs> salmon on croup. It's the 26th of November 2019 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. And I just want to share with you all what the longest day I've had in a long time was yesterday, where okay. I felt like it it felt like it went forever. So we had um Fiona went out early with uh with her mum because they were out visiting mm-hmm. to go do a bunch of Christmas mm-hmm. shopping, and she was like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. buy all of the decorations tomorrow. And I was like, cool, oh, God. go buy all the That's decorations. That's never a good idea to do yeah. all at once, but okay. And she said, it's fine, you can sleep as much as you want, I'm going to go out early, we'll come back, we'll have a bunch of decorations, it'll all be fine. 11 o'clock, phone call, I'm still in bed. Hey, I bought too much stuff, you need to come help. Like, okay, yeah. fine, <laughs> sure. Get dressed, like, full out of bed, get dressed, go up. There's a lot of stuff. Cart all that back, I'm still half asleep. If we wrap up. I have a nap. We then said, you know what? It's like... You got, you got out of bed to go and help your wife and then went back to bed when you came home. Basically, yes. Yeah. Um, had a nap. Woke up. was like, you know what? It's Christmas. We're feeling all kind of warm and cozy. Let's have let's make like a nice lentil and bacon soup for, for, for dinner. You're fucking, you're so old. Oh my what? God. What? What's wrong with that? I was I was sleeping and then my wife said I had to come and help with the Christmas decorations. And when I got home, I napped and thought... Mmm, some bacon and lentil soup. That'll warm my old bones. Well, okay, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story... Okay. So the other grown-up achievement we had was that we got a new oven because our older one exploded. Well, didn't explode. It kept well, tripping... Expl- the, I was going to say, yeah. It kept tripping the, stripping the circuit breaker every time I turned it on. So oh, it was bad. like, okay. totally fucked. Couldn't do anything. New oven. We made... Oh, my wife made the soup. We put, yep. ba- we put bacon in to go on top of the soup, set the oven. I get. I, I is leave. this in a pressure cooker or is this? No, a- no, it's just a, like we're just grilling some bacon. Right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> turn, so you know, on like a normal oven, 
you've got like a temperature dial and the temperature yeah. dial usually has like grill settings as well where it's like low medium mm-hmm. high turns out the settings so we have like two types of grill in this oven there's like a grill grill and then there's like a fan assisted fancy grill sure um, and when the guy installed it, said to me, if you're using the grill, it's these one, two, three, low, medium, high settings. And if you're using the oven, it's this temperature. So we yeah. put we put the bacon in. We said, fancy grill, low. Or fancy grill, medium, or whatever it was. Sure. <laughs> Turns out, the setting for the fancy grill uses the temperature, not the thing. So rather, the, the, rather than the grill settings. So instead mm-hmm. of putting in bacon to grill on medium we set bacon in a very hot oven at 275 so you um, baked bacon is that i don't know if you've ever seen like bacon that's melted like no i didn't even know what would happen have you ever baked so bacon like that's... you know like when you know like you burn bacon and it's like carbon like yeah. kind of this was like <laughs> you know in, like <laughs> you know in, like video games when like something has been like Remember the bit in uh, like Gears of War where there was like the big ash towers of people that you touched them yeah. and they just did, that's what the bacon was like like you touched it and it just exploded it into a powder of again. powder of uh, black um and then after that happened our cat started throwing up I don't think the two are related I just think he was ill but the cat just then just started throwing up went under our bed threw up everywhere um, oh god okay so we had to lift the mattress up clean up all all of that threw up two, two more times and then it got to like nine o'clock and we hadn't eaten and we were cleaning up cat sick and i was still exhausted and my wife was exhausted and we're just like this is the worst this is a long day this is a very long day is the cat all right the cat's fine now he, he was miserable okay. yesterday but he's fine now um and then eventually we said okay we can have dinner now and we made the dinner and then completely forgot the second part of bacon we put on it and just didn't have bacon on it in the whole time, just to wrap up the whole fucking debacle, we just missed the bacon. So you just had lentil soup. That was it. It was lovely. Sure, <laughs> it was okay. like half past nine, and I wanted to go to bed immediately. But you know, it was it's a long day. So yes, this read your instructions. Thirty-year-old 30 existence. Read your instructions on your oven, and don't listen to the weekends and out. don't listen to the guy who installs it because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Read the instructions. Right there, you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should read the instructions for things. That's it said gr- I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to do this again. It said grill. We used grill. Turns out grill is annihilate bacon, right? So we'll see. Well, yeah, it turned bacon into ash. into ch- your- complete ash. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, that was my That's day. A yesterday. Weird thing to have in an oven. Very weird thing. Well, it has, it has like what do they call it? Pyrolytic, pyrolytic cleaning, which is like we you set go and it turns the oven so high it just turns all of the bake, baked on stuff to actual ash that you did oh yeah one of those self-cleaning ovens yeah exactly so i imagined that we'd maybe just put that setting on by accident and just (laughs) annihilated whatever was annihilated everything in your oven oh so that was fun so i had a good day it was great my day yesterday we now have christmas so it's fine yeah you do have christmas my day yesterday was doing fuck all except i went to a place to go and get my suit trousers resized because i realized that since i started cycling my legs have gotten bigger really Um, okay i forgot you were cycling these days okay and I was like, and I was like, oh shit! I need my suit for like the company Christmas party and stuff. I should sure. make sure everything's okay. Jacket and waistcoat and stuff for everything were fine. And then I put on the th- the trousers, and they didn't go around my waist, and they were super tight on my legs. Is this just you um, like fucking super shit. humble bragging that you're getting swole because of no, cycling? Like, it, it's it's not even like my legs are particularly like muscular or anything like that. They've just gotten like slightly bigger. Okay. And it's pushed the the trousers so much that they can't close them anymore. 
Like, okay. fuck. <laughs> Where the fuck did I get? <laughs> so it's like, I, 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 no idea how you go about getting a suit resized or anything. No, like absolutely like, no idea. Absolutely and I was like, no fuck, do I need to take this back to the place I bought it? Do I need to like, do I need to go find a tailor? Like, do I need to find a very old dignified man in a shop somewhere with a sewing kit and he'll yes. do this for me? And he might also be I, magical. I'm not entirely sure. And yeah, like he has like, it's all in a big library or something. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know what the fuck to do. So I did what every millennial does and pulled my phone out and Googled it. Yep. Uh, and uh, there's like a suit altering place like on the main road, like down from my house. Oh, cool. Uh, I was like, oh, Okay, and it's like a chain that are like have places all across the country and stuff like that. I was like, okay, so if they've got a chain, they must be all right. Yeah. Um, didn't know what to expect going in. Opened the door, and there was just like it was fairly okay shop, and then at the back there were seamstresses just like doing stuff with suits and like okay, big sewing machines and stuff like that. Very nice old man at the counter that was perfectly civil about everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that should be fine. If you go and put them on, we'll take a look and stuff like that, and came out with the waist unable to be fastened. And I was like, well, clearly you can see the issue. And he was like, oh yeah, right. That makes sense. And <laughs> yep. like d- took measurements, stuff like that. And it was like, okay, so you need like maybe a few inches or whatever. Oh, so you got like properly measured and stuff as well. Yeah. He was like, he was like checking the everything and it was like, yeah, you probably need like two inches or something. I think he said two inches. Nice. I was like, okay, take them off and stuff. Take them off and took them to the counter. And he was like, right, let's see how much you have on your trousers. And in my head I went, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he like, oh, because if he's letting turn- them out, they need to have something. Well, yeah, to let but them I out don't any. know what that means yeah, in terms of like, because okay. I've heard people say like, oh yeah, we can let that out or yep. like whatever, but I don't yeah, know yeah. what that means. It turned the trousers inside there and turned around to the the back, mm-hmm. and there was like a big folded seam thing at the back of the trousers. <laughs> it took one look at it, it was like, oh, you've got like five inches on that. I was like, all right, sure, <laughs> is that good? And it was like, oh yeah, you only need like an extra two or three. We should be able to do this, no problem. I was like, oh, right, okay, sure, that's great, cheers, like, as long as everything should be okay. And then in my head, I'm like, suit tailoring's probably quite a lot, like, because it's... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's skilled, like, it's hand things totally, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I was like, I'm expected to pay, like, out the arse for this, and it's like, okay, sure. Took the suit and folded it and everything, and it's like, so when do you get it back? And I was like, I'll come back in a week and pick it up, is that okay? I was like, oh, yeah, this will be done in a few days, like, we can... Oh, cool, okay. I was like, okay, great. I was like, how much is it? And they said, oh, it's like £11. I was like, yep. what? Like, that's way less than I expected to pay for this. Sure, yep. I will totally give you a tenner and you can fix my suit trousers. That's fine. This is really weird because we were having a conversation about tailoring during the week, about how it used to be, like, the thing where, like, you yeah. would, you'd buy, like, a suit or you'd buy anything, like, any pair of trousers, any top, if you're a woman, like, any dress, anything like that kind of yeah. stuff, and be like... Oh yeah, this kind of fits, but I'll just take it to my tailor and it'll be fine. And tailoring was like dirt cheap. Everyone did it. There were tailors everywhere, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And now it's very difficult. So it's good to see that it's still like. Because- but yeah, that guy was that guy was super friendly about it, and it wasn't a lot of money. And I was like, oh okay, sure, because I was like, you hear shit about um like. It it be when people when people talk about suits, specifically suits, yeah, and like getting suits fitted and like they, t- they talk about getting bespoke su- suits fitted which i can understand is very expensive because yeah. that's tailor-made yeah, yeah but like when you start learning about all that stuff it numbers just get thrown at you and you're like oh, holy totally. shit this is gonna be so the, the like, most the, expensive thing i've ever done this was the experience we had trying to buy an oven as well right because you're like how the fuck like what do you look what how are what are ovens? What do you look for yeah oven? exactly like yeah. how much do you because it turns out you can pay basically whatever what? you want for an oven 
What our oven? What our yeah. oven? And you're like, okay. So we went into like John Lewis or something like us to look at ovens, and we're like, that's an oven. Like, I'd, you can't. Does it? Does it, it? Does it heat food? Yeah. Is that what so luckily, the lovely woman there was like, okay, like what? What? And we just turned, and it's like the second or third time now where we've both just gone. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Help! Yeah. Um, and very lovely woman was like, "So what do you have?" And it's like, "Well, it's, I know it's a single oven because I've measured it." And I was okay. going to say, did you need measurements and stuff like that? So it turns out because so, yours, yours is like a fitted oven, so it's. But it turns out they're all the same size. So oh, okay, it's cool. fine. Single ovens are single ovens. They're basically the same size. And they were like, uh, "So is it plugged in?" And I'm like, "I assume so." It's like because it could be plugged, it could be wired. Uh, what what wattage do you need? I don't know. And I I'd brought the manual for the old oven, and she was like, "Oh, it's yeah. a thirteen watt. That's fine. So most stuff will be there." And it was like. And I just turned right to, and we were looking at it. I was like, okay, this one looks all right. We know kind of what we're looking for and roughly what price we were looking at and all this kind of stuff. I turned around and I just started saying, so for you guys, and she was like, it just immediately went, 80 pounds for delivery, it's 15 pounds for installation. Uh, we can, you get it in about four days. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> we just left. We're just like, thank you for answering all of our questions without making us feel thank like. Thank you for hand holding us through this process. We have idiots. no idea about yeah. yeah. But again, like, that was another one where Googling got us like half the information. And like, when we, had, when we discovered we had to get well, it, because we, we came back. The, yeah, you had to get the. Yeah. We, had, we came back, because we were in Glasgow for a gig, and we came back on the Monday and tried to heat up lunch and i heard my wife turn the oven on and i got a notification on my phone saying our alarm system was removed from mains power i was like wait what the (laughs) fuck happened there i was like then i heard her go all the sockets in here are dead it was like okay what the fuck happened and went to the switchboard it's like yeah everything on the left side of the switchboard had triggered I was like, well, that's, oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And also there's a big one that says RCD. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, go, 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 go. Okay, so that's what that does. Okay, sure. How do you fix it? Okay, you flick this on, flick everything off, flick everything back on till it trips again. Oh, good, it's the oven. Okay, fine. Looks like we're getting a new oven. You're just like, okay, yeah. sure, fine. Did you, ever, did you ever figure out where your um, water yes, turn off it's behind a, is? it's behind a fucking wall. And I oh, need okay, to, great. so we need to get, a hole cut in the wall so we can get access to it. That's a whole other journey that I need to do awesome. probably next week That's at great. some point. Ugh. Anyway. So being, a, being an adult's fun. It sucks. It's so much yeah. work. Anyway. It's, it's way easier when you have actual adults there to like get yeah, you totally. through the process. Because like, I, I, again, we've talked about this in the show, no, but the most adult thing. Oh no, God, it's not. What? It's really not. It's really not. It was us as a group. It's fine. Apart from you always start with my wife. Yeah, but you flicked the oven on, the oven exploded. Like, it wasn't you cooking anything. <laughs> okay, we can't have any more bacon. We've decided. No more bacon. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like, the, 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 the most adult thing that I've done recently is buy a house. Exactly. And, like, even the adults in my life can't explain how to buy a house. Because yeah. all the adults in my life that I could ask about this stuff bought a house 40 years ago or exactly. 50 years ago. And the whole process is different. So yep. it's really good that people out there, like my mortgage broker exist, who can set you down and just be like, like, here's how this works. But that was, um, that was that was the thing even with that, right? Where like, I'm sure I said this before, but like when we went to go get our mortgage stuff sorted, like the woman who was, doing, who was our mortgage broker was like a couple of years older than us, maybe, maybe four or five years older than us. And we're sitting going like, 
we don't know what we're doing. Like, we're just kind of here yeah. and we need your help. And she's like, and her, who with all of her training, with all of the letters after her name, who is guiding us through the mortgage process, is like, it's super complicated. Like, we, they should teach us this in school. <laughs> and it's like, she yeah, knows and she still yeah. thinks it's, it's horrendously complicated. So yeah, turns out Googling these days... So there's a lot of problems. I can, I, I can get you there. Yeah, I've watched so many like electrician and plumbing YouTube videos to get stuff, just to work out stuff. That um, it's a great, it's a godsend. It's an absolute godsend. Um, yeah, I'll skip. I would, I would, I would never go to youtube or anything like that to try and figure that shit out i don't want to touch my pipes at all i don't want to touch my pipes either my electricity so i am gonna to have to switch replace a uh, light switch at some point and i feel okay oh about doing that that should be okay this may be the last thing you hear from you yeah we'll see there's a giant there. switch on the circuit breaker that says lights so that'll be the one that you switch off i assume anyway and then you touch then you touch the ground wire and, and we'll everybody see. dies oh anyway yeah um it's gonna be great I was going to say we should have a short intro because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but fuck it. Um, video games, apart from yeah. the big one that we should have talked about last time. Oh, also, we didn't do this last week because illness and whatever, but we're back. In yeah. Um, things that I have played that you probably haven't. Um, I played and finished Super Liminal. Which is a game that nobody, nobody knows the title oh, for. Oh wait, that's the that's the perspective yeah. game, right? So if you've not, been yeah. on if you've been on video game Twitter in the past four years, whatever it is, you've probably seen videos of this game where it's like the size of objects. Objects are always uh, it's impossible to explain, but basically, yeah, like, you can't explain it. You resize objects based on their perspective to where you are. We should probably do just a quick video about just trying to yeah. show what. So it's like is. if you pick up something and it's close to your face, and then you put it down, it's then huge in the world. Yeah, and also or if like you hold it far away from you, it's super small. Yeah, so if you pick up like a box on a table and then put it up to like look up at the ceiling, like it's the same size on this, like. It looks the same size to you, but obviously because the ceiling's much further away, it's actually bigger when it falls. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's very good. It's not hugely long. Like I did it in like an afternoon. No, it's it's a, it's a thing that's more about just showing that that thing can do that thing. Totally. Yeah. It's it's it. it's very good. It's got heavy portal influences, uh, heavy yeah. portal feel to it. Um, but it's very good and. Uh, yeah, it's we'll do something on it very quickly, but it's it's a good like afternoon like prospect like puzzle thing which I hadn't had in a while, which was very good. Um, and also there was something else which I've totally forgotten. Um, oh no, maybe there wasn't actually. No, I think that was the only other thing I've played. Uh, think about it. Yeah, that is the only other thing I've played. I think. Um, apart from the main one. So yeah, how, how about we catch you up and then we'll talk about. Uh, the yeah. Thing. So. There's only one actual game that I've played that's different that I can talk about, but the the, the minor things that I can say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is going to be another time where I say to everybody, please go play Disco Elysium. Yep. That game needs more attention. Are you done with and... it? No, I'm not done with it. Okay. Um, but that game needs as much attention as it can be. That game got nominated for Best Narrative at the Game Awards, yep. and if that thing doesn't win compared to literally everything else that's in that right that pool something is definitely wrong with video games <laughs> like it is sure. staggering how good that thing is um so the main thing uh, that isn't the big game that we can talk about is i picked up pokemon sword as oh, a video did you? game huh. yeah okay uh because it, it was it largely revolved around the weekend that it came out i had a bunch of friends up from various places around the world and 
they're all huge Pokemon fans. Right. And we were going to like meet up and hang out for a weekend and stuff. We went to go, we went to a gig and like, we were just there to chill out and be around yep. each other. But all the other time that we weren't there, we were watching wrestling and playing Pokemon. Sure. And I was like, I don't play Pokemon. Like I've not played a Pokemon game since gold. Like I don't uh, know. Yeah, that'd be true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know what Pokemon is. And I sat forever and uh, like made fun of it for years as like, <laughs> This game's for children, like it's all just about collecting teddy bears and yeah. making them hug each other or whatever. But And then you looked they took a look at Twitter and were like, Oh, everyone here seems no, very calm and to collected well, and I should be involved that, in this community. Yeah, that all happened after I decided that I was gonna okay. play Pokemon Sword. <laughs> sure. Which is a whole other thing. But what what actually turned me was um on Giant Bomb, which is a website we love on yep. on this podcast, like we watch a lot of their stuff. One of their editors, Jan, is a big Pokemon fan and yep. released a video series of him doing actual Pokemon battles. Okay. And I had no idea that Pokemon battles were that deep and uh, complex and really Wait. interesting as like a battle mechanic. Okay, that's the exact opposite of what you were going to say, because I've watched a couple of those as well, and it looks like the dumbest combat I've ever seen. Like, No, what it's, is the... it, it's super interesting, because it's all about like... It's, it's rock, paper, scissors, but you do it for like 12 different things that all have different weaknesses. And then there are, that, that's the base level of it is, is your type better than their type? Yeah. But then there are like builds and setups and like different team compositions, team strategies that you can do different things with. So, um, okay. It, it, uh. it, it, at least to it, like I've, I have not seen high level Pokemon fights ever until I started watching that show. And even that's not high level. Like that's because it's done yeah, on yeah. Let's Go. So it's not like super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not talking about Smogin or whatever you want to talk about. But <laughs> it was enough to where I went like, that's totally not what I thought this game was. Fair enough. Um, so I, sh- I should see what this thing is because I, I like RPGs. I like in-depth combat mechanics. So yeah. I, sh- I should see what this thing is. Um, so I bought Sword and sat and played it all weekend and I'm still playing it. Okay. Um, it's when you're when you're not 10 uh and you're <laughs> yep. not playing a pokemon game it's actually a really cool rpg okay like it's a really it's it's an rpg where the cast of characters is like in the 400s right and, and you you can set them up in various ways and it's it's super cool so like i so let's, let's do I, the thing what was your starter uh grookey oh you okay okay the grass the grass monkey starter yep um, okay because I saw the opening and it was like the water one looks too sad. Uh, you mean the one called the, Sobble? This yeah, the constantly he, crying toad. He cries a lot, and I was like, I, I can't deal with that. Yep. Um, and Score Bunny looked like an edge lord and was way too high. Like, <laughs> was just it looked looked like he was on Adderall or something like That's that. That's not just, a like, description I've ever heard of. Scrobble. Yeah. Yeah. Score bunny, score and I was bunny. like, I can't handle that. So Grookey just looked pretty chill. He was just there, like okay. playing his drum or whatever. Sure, it's why we're Grookey. Um, but yeah, so I'll not explain what a Pokemon game. Everybody no, we know. Yes, game is. yes. Um, but this game is different. It's the first console Pokemon game in a while. Yeah, like main title Pokemon game in a while. Um. I, I don't really know how I could talk about it um, because this is like a, a Pokemon is now essentially like a whole new game to me 
Yeah. I've not seen it since the GBA. Yeah. Um, so like the things you're going to say are the things that people in the community so already yeah, the know th- for years. Yeah, exactly. So the, the things I say are not... I, I do not have super in-depth knowledge of the Pokemon genre, so I can only say the things that I know. But coming are, to it 15 years later, or yeah, longer than that probably... Um, it's a cool experience because it's still the thing that you remember, but you can see it from a different perspective now that you're older and you're like, oh, I understand what this is now. This is just a JRPG. With- so it's actually interesting because you're in this unique perspective where like, you probably don't care that they've like the whole national decks debacle. No, yeah. So all the, all the Dexit stuff and the yeah. people, people being angry on Twitter and stuff didn't appeal to me because the people have asked me this like constantly of like, you didn't play Pokemon. Like, how do you see this? Yeah. And I was like, well... The things that they're mad about are the Dexit thing, which is like they don't have the National Pokedex, so the Pokemon have been slashed by over half. Yeah. Um, people either call it Dexit or the Pokemon Thanos snap, and I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> no, the second one. Are, okay, yeah, sure. But there are still like 400 or something Pokemon in this game, and that's plenty. Like, that's a there's lot. There's a lot of Pokemon yeah. in this game from all over, from different gens and different, like I remember some of them, and there's some I've never seen before. Sure. Um, but there, there's a lot of Pokemon there. Um, the other thing they're talking about is like performance. Yeah, that and... was going to be the thing where like you're treating this without the rose-colored glasses of it being a Pokemon, like as a yeah. game, like as a, that looks as, rough. As a, as a, uh, well, so this is the thing. I've not experienced any of it. Oh, I've had zero performance issues at all. Like it's okay. been perfectly fine. The, the, there's like pop in and stuff like that, but like a lot of video games have pop. Yeah, it like really bother me that much. Yeah, the the thing that people are talking about is the massive drop in performance in the wild areas which is, which a is the new online thing, bit where well, yeah, was a new thing to pokemon which is like a, a big open world area that has multiple zones that you can just sort of wander around in and yeah. find pokemon the performance drops in that when you connect to the internet apparently yes but i don't have the nintendo online service so i can't connect it to the internet oh right so okay. sure it's fine for me like i, I oh. i'm okay treating this thing as a solo game like so it's actually, fine. you can answer the question then that I had where if you don't have switch online like what can you do? is that the only bit you can't do but you can like, you can still be in it and do stuff in it you just can't connect to other people so the thing that the thing that will change in the internet without the internet is like you can't do online trading or anything right. like that which is fine whatever um the you main thing that comes up in you can do local trading yeah, right okay. which is what i sat and did sure uh, yeah, yeah but uh the the thing that the main thing that I've seen that you can't do is the raiding. Yeah. So there are now there are now raids in this game where because this is set in um, their fictional Britain, which is called get the Galar region. Galar. Yeah. Which, which holy shit, there is so much fucking twee Britishness in this game. <laughs> that, yep. Like all all the police say like hello hello what's all this then? Oh and really? Wow. Yeah, they all say it and fucking Galarin wheezing has a top hat and the section yeah, of gameplay i saw that had like pretty intense bagpipe music in the back and you're like yeah that's the, there's a lot of british folk instrumentation in a lot Good. of the music which i quite like i yeah. think it's pretty cool um mr rhyme is so weird but anyway um <laughs> yep so the raids are out in the world there are dens like big rock dens right that have Pokemon inside them. And the thing that is intuitive to the Galar region is that they have certain energies that allow Pokemon to be big, like football stadium size big. Yes. This uh, is that's the called Dynamax. Dynamax yeah. This is the thing. Where in these dens, there are Dynamax Pokemon that you can go and fight with three other people. If you don't have internet, you get 
random NPCs that join you. Oh, so you can you still can, do it. You just can't. You can still do it, and you can also do it with local people, which is what right. I did. Because when we were sitting playing the whole weekend and we were sitting in the, out in the environment, people would shout out being like, hey, I, ha- I found this thing in a den. Do people want to come and help? And we'd locally connect and go and help them. Like, that's yeah. the... Um, but you can't, so you can't do that with real people, but you can do it with NPCs and you can do it with people locally. That's, that's it, and probably the online battles as well, but I've not got that far to care sure. about the online battles yet. So that's the only things that seem to affect it. Okay. Um, other than that, it's, it's great. Like, it's super cool. Um, the... I being a naive because I was like I sat and talked to these people that I play with that are all like they've played every game and they're Pokemon experts and stuff like that. I was like, do I need to worry about like my team setup and like the the, the thing that matters in like high level Pokemon play of like do I need sure. coverage? Do I need to worry about what Pokemon I'm using? It was like so long as you have type coverage for like every every so that if like oh this guy's got a fire Pokemon, I'd use my water move yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So long as you can cover most of your bases, it's fine. You can use what pretty much whatever Pokemon you want. So I went, great, I'm going to start a wrestling promotion in Pokemon, and that's <laughs> going to be my Pokemon team. Okay. Um, so my entire Pokemon team are big, buff dudes that look like they could be in a wrestling promotion. Nice. And other people that also look like they could be in a wrestling promotion. So, of course, I have him a champ because he has a wrestling belt. Yep. Um, I'm working on getting a Hualucha which is a luchador wrestler that can fly. Nice. It's awesome. Uh, I found a Pokemon that is like a karate man that's called Sock, I think, is what he's called. But he's in like a karate gi. I was okay. like, okay, he can be like a striker man. I've got like oh, a wow, that, that fucking halucha is a thing. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. And I've only seen him once and I couldn't catch him and I'm really upset about it. But anyway, and I've got like a Hitmonchan who's like a punch boy and I've got... <laughs> Uh, and then I've like filled it out with like other stuff for tight coverage just now, but I I know I can get a team that is my wrestler team. Sure, uh, like that is going to be that is going to be my thing. So that was always going to be the question, right? Because I I get the rock paper scissors part of the combat, and that was like I get that bit, and that's yeah. like that's an RPG thing. I get that, but yeah. for me the combat was always like okay, this is a water dude put in a grass dude. Is that right? I can't remember. Uh, there's multiple things you can okay. put in for water. Put in a grass yeah. dude and then be like, okay, I'm going to hit my biggest attack until they go away. And that's it. Yeah. Like, so like, the, but that part of the combat doesn't see like, if is the, is the, the smart or the, the fun bit of the combat, like team composition, or is it like, I'm just hammering this move over and over again. So it's, it's so yeah, the, the hammering, the one move over and over again works for like the NPC fighting thing right like you basically go you go into every gym knowing the type of what it is so you get your pokemon that's good against that gym and take it down like that's the thing when you get into like high level pokemon thing you have to worry about like yeah type matching obviously you want type coverage and stuff like that but like pokemon can learn a lot of moves and just because this thing is a fairy type doesn't mean it's going to have all fairy moves which means it could then, you could like swap in going like, oh, fairy's weak against like, I can't remember what it is, like steel or something like that. Yeah. And you throw in your steel guy, but that fairy guy knows a fire move that takes out your guy instantly. So it's oh. more about you playing it smart and understanding when to go for stuff and when to pull back. And like moves have unique traits and stuff like that. Like one of the big moves that is used a lot in, or that I have seen that is used a lot in like higher level Pokemon fighting is a move called U-Turn, which is like, a bug move but they don't use it because it's a bug move they use it because it's a move that allows you to swap your pokemon out 
while gotcha. attacking the enemy. So you don't waste a turn swapping your Pokemon out, essentially. Gotcha, gotcha. So if you have your guy out, that they then play their guy that is going to murder your one guy. You you turn it out and throw in the Pokemon that's not very effective against the move you think they're going to use. Gotcha. But then they could not use that move because they think they think you're going to U-turn, so they divert in a different direction. This is where the it all becomes mind games and like you trying to read your opponent about what you think they've got and what they're going to do. Gotcha. Because you can see what the opponent Pokemon has as a yeah. move set. Right. So you just have to worry about like the. I mean, they could set up their stealth rock here or they could just try and go for a waterfall and flinch me and like there's a whole bunch of stuff you have to sit and worry about okay and that's where the interesting combat comes in is it good like, at, the, like as somebody who hasn't done this for a while is it good at, at least explaining like here's what flinch is here's what like does it go so through that stuff the it doesn't explain outright but it explains it when it happens so if you right. get flinched, it explains what flinching is. Of right. like, okay. you read the move and it says this can cause a flinch. And when flinch happens, it comes up and said X Pokemon flinched and therefore couldn't act. Gotcha. Like, okay, sure, that makes sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like it's a it's a fun thing to just have around, and especially because it's on Switch, you can take it anywhere and just yeah, chill totally. out and explore the region and see all the weird Pokemon that they've decided to put in and. Pokemon got so weird, man. Like, yeah. there's so many strange. I was gonna say, have you um, had any? Had any favorites so far of the ones you found? So, I, I, so yeah, the, the Galarian variants have been interesting. So Galarian Meowth, I don't know if you've seen, is a I, weird one. No, I don't uh, have. Where he is, he he's turned into a Steel type and now has like a beard, but it's not like a hair beard. It's like a weird fleshy, spiky beard. Um, that. Oh, it's horrifying! Wait, yeah, this is like a this is like a trash meowth. What the fuck is this? Yeah, it's a it's it's a garbage meowth. But when it evolves, it evolves into a per a perserker, which is <laughs> right? like a a cat Viking thing, and it gets like a helmet and a big beard, and it runs at you super scary. And it's that that was cool. I like that one. There was a Galarian wheezing. Uh, that thing is hilarious. That thing is, is has it has a big, funny. a huge top hat that's also like a smokestack because that, this is the thing I said about everything being twee. Like you go to the towns where the gyms are, and it is like English towns that you've seen before. Yeah, like yeah. the first time you go into, it might as well just be fucking Manchester because it is just like all smokestacks and gotcha. refineries and like it's that sort of thing. But yeah, so that wheezing has like a big tall top hat that is also a smokestack, and that's pretty cool. Um, there are a bunch of Pokemon that I've never heard of, but like Snom. I don't know if Snom's a new one. Snom. Yeah, that's like a little. It's a tiny, tiny little bug ice Pokemon that is like an adorable little bug. Oh, this is the one with the butt face, shell, right? With a butt face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an adorable little thing. I don't know if it's new or not, but I caught one. I was like, oh, that thing's great. Uh, um, five, six, seven. New generation eight. So yes, this is new. Uh, and then there's like. Pan Cham, that was one that I liked a lot. Is like a you super could be aggro. making this shit up, and I wouldn't no, I'd know. Totally not. Um, Pan Cham was like a super angry little panda thing that was like chewing on a bamboo leaf, and I thought he was great because like when you're out in the wild zone, there are um, there are Pokemon just sort of existing in the wild zone, like running around. And you've probably seen the gifs on Twitter, but like some of them. The more aggressive Pokemon will chase after you, yes, and try and fight you. Essentially, oh, Pangoro uh, is the one I keep seeing that are like the giant pandas that just run after you. Yes, yes. this is the thing. The, the Pancham ran after me, and I thought he was cool. So I caught him and used him for a long time. He's also a fighting type, and I was like, okay, I'll use that for a while. And then it evolved into Pangorum. I was like, fuck, this thing got huge, like massive <laughs> aggro panda. 
was like, okay, that's great, whatever, move on. And I ended up in situations where I was in like the wild area and I got chased by an entire pack of machokes once. Nice. So it was like eight massively buff dudes chasing me down across this plane of existence and it was pretty scary. Um, yeah, there's some weird-ass Pokemon out there now that I've never heard of or seen before. It's kind of impressive um, they're still generating new ones that don't look horrific. Like, apart from the ones yeah. that they actually made the actual trash Pokemon, but... Yeah, Gar- Garvador is still in there. Garvador. Like, he's, he wanders around as a big animate trash bag. Um, which is not yeah. a joke, he's legitimately an animate trash bag. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a cool little thing. I'm told by people that are... Um, that are more versed in the Pokemon series uh, that everyone on the internet are massive whiny babies and this is actually a really good game. And I was okay. like, okay, cool. Like, I'm enjoying it, but if those guys say that it's really good, then it's I good to hear from, them more. It's good to, to hear from people who actually really care saying, no, those people are idiots. But, like, yeah. that was a weird... Like, as somebody who doesn't particularly follow Pokemon, really, like, switching on Twitter that day and just watching... All of these people just fucking go full on like conspiracy so theory. Angry, yeah, like they got so mad. It's it very was... rarely you see like the full on like MS Paint red circle and arrow. Like here's the yeah, problem. Fucking look at this stuff. thing. And you're like, yeah. Whoa. Like Which, I, di- I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't get it personally. It was very uh, weird. But I'm but glad. It was very weird. And and like I've not I've not seen any of the problems that they have come up with. Yeah. Like. The only problem that I have with the na- the national decks not being in the game is that my favorite Pokemon is not in the game, but I don't really care about that. I was going to say because they cut they cut Cubone as well, who's my favorite. Yeah, uh, Cubone's not in it. Poliwhirl's not in it, who is my favorite. Right. Um, the, uh, there's a bunch of things that aren't in it, but there's still like four hundred or something Pokemon guys. Like, yeah. there's a lot of fucking Pokemon that you can yeah. go out there and catch. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool, cool thing. I quite like it for what it is. Um, I'll say that it, I I the 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 art style is very Pokemon. Yes. So it's all bright colors and everything's really nice. Uh, but the music in this game is super good. Like it is. I've heard a few people say that. Yeah. It, it, it is staggering. Like, like we were talking about, there's a lot of like British folk instrumentation in there. So there's a lot of like lutes and bagpipes and mm. whistles and all that, which is cool. Like it means that it's got a unique style yeah, to yeah. the soundtrack. Uh, but the best thing is, well, the two best things, one, um, Toby Fox of, Undertale. Right, and, he's involved um, in this. Yeah, he wrote the battle theme for the Battle Tower, right. which I've not hit yet, but I have heard that song, and it is Toby Fox to fuck. And right. it is, <laughs> okay. But it is is really good because it's Toby Fox done with like Pokemon style instruments as nice. opposed to the stuff he does for Undertale. Right. Um, and it's really good. It's a really good track. Uh, and the other thing is the 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 song that is used for um, gym leader battles, right? Because all all Pokemon gym leader battles are done in like football stadiums in the Galar region to allow for the Dynamaxing. Yeah, um, the open air. Yep. Yeah, so but massive open air arenas that people pile into, and there's a song. the 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 song is really good, but it's backed up by the fact that the crowd start doing like football chants along to the music. Oh, fantastic! So the the music is going on and the crowd are also doing the chants as the Pokemon are doing the noise. And it's awesome. That's it's such great. a cool thing. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll let you hear it when we do like Game of the Year stuff. But yeah, it yeah. Is, it's a super cool thing of like, it's really good music that then gets compounded by these NPCs being British football hooligans and just doing their dumb chants. Um, nice. 
I like the 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 evil team in this one because you know how there's like Team Rocket, Team Rocket, like yeah. The, yeah, it's called Team Yell, and it's a team of angry football hooligans that just get in the way of you trying to do stuff. Like right. they're not evil in the sense of like we want to take over the world. They're just being shitheads. Um, <laughs> they're just dicks. Okay. Like every every yeah every time they get you get to a new place, there's a bunch of Team Yell people like blocking an exit, just doing football chants and like screaming and like using vuvuzelas and stuff. Um, oh Christ! There's vivazellas. Well, it's like it's like smaller vivazellas. It's like the horn thing. Yeah, 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 but it is like they're just making noises and clapping and doing their whole thing. But they're like to like randos in the world. They're like nice people to them. Like right. there's a, there's a whole scene where you're blocked by Team Yell, but an old lady comes up and is like, "Sorry, can I get by?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, no problem." And they let her <laughs> through. Okay. And then they turn back to you and it's like, "Ah, but you're a Pokemon trainer, and we need to beat you." It's it's cool. Like okay. they got the the style down. Um, yeah, cool. I really like it. Pokemon Sword is a good game. Stop being whiny babies on the internet. It's great. Speaking of Pokemon, I finally got into seeing Detective Pikachu. That movie oh, yeah. is better than it has any right to be. It's, That's what I keep hearing. I've not seen it yet. Yeah, okay. it's it's very good. Uh, who's the lead? Justice Smith? Is that his name? No. Justice... The, Ryan the, Reynolds. The, well, yes. But the, the other lead... Charizard. Uh, I can't oh, no. remember. Anyway, he's excellent. Like, I want to see him in more things. He's very, very sure. good. Um, but yeah, Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu is great. And I called yeah. how the story was going to end about 20 minutes into the movie, and I was right. And I was very Yeah, a, a lot of people said that as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can see where this is going. And yeah, happens, exactly. Um, we should take a break, and then we'll come back and do the Death Stranding talk. Uh, yes. So what is... I think you've got music this time. Yeah, I do. Uh, so I'm going to use this as a as a platform to uh, tell people to go and do another thing, which is uh, after you're done listening to this great and amazing podcast that we're uh-huh. having, BBC Three has started doing a show on the radio that is called Sound of Gaming. And oh, it yes. Is yeah, yeah. Produced by Jessica Curry, who was the composer for Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and oh, has done yeah, yeah. other video game soundtracks and is like a, a respected composer. And she has taken it upon herself to be the person that is on British radio being like, guys, video game music is actually really good and here's why you should listen to it. And she is doing an excellent job of that, um, cool. which is something that we've been saying for years, but we yeah. have such a small platform that yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's really fucking good and it's really cool seeing it. And she does great interviews with composers and stuff. Like she did one with the composer of Celeste and she interviewed like Grant Kirkhope and stuff and it's great. Cool. You should all go listen to it. It's called Sound of Gaming. It is awesome i listen to it every week bbc radio Great. 3 you said bbc radio 3 but it's all on bbc sounds which is their like podcasting thing there are, I play for there. Radio. yeah cool for radio so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take a song from one of the games that they talked about on mm-hmm. that show which i then also went and checked out and thought was really weird and quirky um so there's a game called burly men at sea oh which yes is uh-huh from like 2016 or something that i'd never heard of until this show um, it is a storybook game about three brothers who go on like a folklore sea adventure. Um, super cute little thing, really cool art style, really charming, really funny. I've seen um, some some footage of this, and the writing is very yeah, it's very writing's funny. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the soundtrack is kind of mad. Okay. Where it is, there's a lot of like synth instrumentation that is mixed with weird folk instruments but then also the brothers chip in every song oh nice start doing like sea chants and okay it, it, it's, it's all just done with like doo-doo-dahs but it is 
really weird and really cool and interesting. Uh, cool. So I'm going to do a song from Burly Men at Sea, uh, which is called Heroic Feats, nice. which is one of the few songs that features the brothers singing at the forefront with oh, not cool. a lot of other instrumentation. So it's just really funny and quirky, and I just wanted to have yeah, that totally. before we start that talking about awesome. Um Yeah, so check the post for links, and you can buy that, and we'll be back with Death Stranding and a little bit of news right after this. So that was Heroic Feats from the Burly Men at Sea soundtrack. Um, it's a really cool little quirky game, but again, I implore everybody, that is a thing I got from Sound of Gaming on BBC3. Please go listen to it, because it is a great radio show that showcases why video game music is good, and why a lot of people, I've seen a lot of discourse on the internet of, of people that are like, classical music is dying, and like there's not a lot of real classical composition and stuff like that and it's a thing that i've had discussions with people about in the past mm. where it's not classical music's not dying it just sort of diverted into being more about it's now done more in movies and it's done more in games and it's like it's not classical music for the sake of making classical music yeah. it's classical music for the sake of purpose which yeah. is way more interesting and it's something that jessica curry talks about a lot and i totally agree with her where it's like this is this is where music goes it diverts and changes and Mm-hmm. It is that and it's so yeah please go listen to that show because it's awesome yeah um, for sure. and i wanted i just wanted to take a little quirky bit of music from that before we start talking about death stranding i think i have that game death... on humble monthly somewhere I might go you might yeah episode. totally check it out because it is a cool little thing sure. uh but now we're going to talk about death stranding which is yeah holy shit that is a thing it's but, a thing yeah so i think the kind of overall opinions of of it is that i'm kind of into it I ha- it has basically meant I haven't played anything else since that game came out. I took yeah. an afternoon to do Superliminal, but that's basically what I've been playing. Um, I'm on chapter five, I think. I think. Because I think it's chapter sure. four is super short. I think chapter five is the next big chunk of, of stuff okay. in that game. Um, and then where did you... You checked out, I, right? I bounced off it super hard, <laughs> like... Uh, midway to end of chapter three right um like hard bounce like i for the first three chapters of that game i was like okay i i understand what this game is doing and like yeah before before we start talking about this game yeah there is a lot of chat on the internet and stuff like that that are like oh man people aren't gonna be able to talk about this game because it's like so different and it's not no it's a game it's a game about like being weak and it doesn't follow the normal power arc arc of normal video games and all all this stuff like shut up with that like pretend, i mean pretentious ad. i get it like i understand what you're trying to say yeah that doesn't mean that people can't talk about that game it is not like it is yeah like it is not it's not so different yeah no. it's not so different that like you saying oh man standard video game reviewers are just not gonna be able to talk about it of course they are well like, okay not- so there's i do have an argument for that 
because well okay sure there, there, there's but, there is some stuff about that but like a lot of before, it is like before we just saying before we start that like oh, i yeah, understand yeah. what we under we both understand what this game is trying to do like yeah. it's putting you in a weak position and it doesn't make you that much stronger and we get it we understand what it is i i I, I stick by what i said on twitter where the people who are saying this game is like high art and you need to be like it's yeah. a game for smart people and it's like no bullshit they're the same people that think rick and morty is only for smart people yeah. like no like let's not be like it's a you can very easily map out what this game is and how it does its yeah, things. Totally. Yeah. It's not some magic box of It's tricks. not totally revolutionary. No. It does some different stuff, but it is not revolutionary. Yeah. So the, uh, but yeah, so yeah. I got I got about midway through chapter three towards the end of it. Yeah. And stopped playing. And then the next day I like came home and was like, okay, I, I want to play video games. And Death Stranding was the furthest thing that I wanted to play totally. at that yep. point. Yep. Like it was just not like I, I I was even like I was sort of into it for the first two chapters of like I get it, like it's this like cool, like chill delivery thing. Like I, I kind of get it, but then like got halfway through chapter three and my brain was just like that's all this is. Like that's yep. that's all it has is literally 100%. just walking and delivering packages and building stuff in a online setting and that's it like it does the it does the kojima thing uh, where it's really bad at telling you story and throws a lot of words at you it doesn't explain them and that's bad and it doesn't help in chapter three when all those things get thrown at you and it makes it makes some of the things easier and that just doesn't help and yeah it just i bounced off it super hard totally at chapter three it was just like i've not gone back to it because i in, the, in my head, there are way better. Like I finished Control instead, yep. and Control's awesome. And yep. I'm super happy I finished Control For instead sure. of playing Death Stranding, and yep. I'm super happy to still be playing Disco Elysium instead of playing Death Stranding. Totally, like is, it is is a hundred percent like not for everyone. Yeah, and like like the things that you would think would be like ins, like big fans of Metal Gear, for instance. Of course, this yeah, might loved- not. Yeah. This might not be game. This might not be a game for you. Like it is doing a specific thing and is a hundred percent doubling down on the thing it does. Yeah. So and for me, like, yeah, like, so there's kind of two. Ha- there's two big halves of this game, right? There's the actual game part of it, and then there's all the narrative stuff. So the game part of it, I'm kind of into because I'm treating it like, like I'll put it up for an hour, I'll deliver some packages, and I'll walk away. I'm not playing it for six hours at a time. I'm not sure. doing, like, it's like... Oh, yeah, I could I could never play that game for long periods of time. Totally. Like, it was... Like, I, I did on the, the first... The, 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 the Saturday after it came out, like, I did. I spent a big chunk of day, like, maybe six hours, playing the, the start of it. And there was enough, like, intro stuff to get you going. But once you hit Chapter 3 and, like, the game becomes very clear what the game is like yeah you're doing bits and pieces and all this kind of stuff and like i don't do a lot of the side stuff i've done bits and pieces but like the progression of that game and the reason why it is kind of interesting and the reason why it becomes i'm not like dissing game reviewers but i'm saying the way that that game comes into its own if you're not playing it it was remember the old conversations that were that were had about when uh after uh, Taken King came out for Destiny, for instance, and like mm. Bungie themselves came out and were like, "We understand, like, if you come in, you play the content that's there, and then leave for six months and come back. Like, mm-hmm. this is a game designed to not be played in large chunks. For me, anyway, like, this is a game sure. designed for you to come in, do like an hour, couple hours, maybe do some deliveries, do some stuff, and then walk away from it again. 
and because you're there's time periods in between all of the infrastructure stuff like the online parts of this game like actually have a greater effect where like you'll contribute to some construction project you'll leave you'll come back in a couple of days and more people have, have contributed to it and it's there and suddenly that journey that you made before is much much easier and like there is a feeling of like the world progressing and getting better as people are working like it sounds really trite but like as everyone works together the world does become better and like easier no, to navigate sure. yeah like, I, I get i also i get that that's the message of the game of yeah. like and it's like when we, directly- all, when we all tie ourselves together and work together right. things are easier I and get it's that. right there in the mechanics but the problem yeah. is and the, the, the reason why it pisses people off is because when you start it's so like chapter three starts with a totally new area I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is enough. I mean, we're far enough away. Where like spoilers are. There's not going to be yeah. spoilers in this, but I'm going to talk about bits and mechanics. Chapter three starts with a whole new area, and you start basically at the top of the map. And by the end of chapter three, you end up at the bottom of the map, right? And yeah. you're doing you're doing deliveries the whole way through. If you were to just mainline that game, I'd just be like, I'm yeah. just going to do the the main deliveries. I'm going to work my way through it, and that's it. Like you're going to have a rough time because. The way that game works and the way that game shines is like, no, you actually do have to like, oh, hey, there could really be a bridge there. I'm going to make the bridge. I'm going yeah, to get the resources you have to, to build up. You have to go and do your due diligence of like connecting stuff to the Chiral Network. Totally. And like build, building, building your bridges. Building yeah. roads is like... Building roads, yeah. Building roads is like... There, there, haven't been, there haven't been a lot of games that have had such like profound effects that one thing has where like... When you start building roads in that game, which are very expensive in terms of resources, but once you start yeah. building roads, like that game, so like in my chapter three area, like basically the top half of the map was all road, like the, the roads had been connected back up again, and it just makes like, it just makes that whole bit like much more, it, it, the the thing the overcoming of like the initial problems you had that are just solved yeah. because you've built up the infrastructure and you've contributed so, and other people have and all that kind of stuff like it does it, the feeling is like it's a good feeling of like I don't oh, have yeah, to fucking no, worry I, about that anymore it's I, I, understand, I understand the yeah the the mechanically of like you connect stuff and then things get easier yeah I can I can understand that but my my problem i've been sitting thinking i've been talking to people about this and like yeah. thinking about this of like a lot of not a lot of my problems because there are other problems that i have with it but it's like the loop of that happening yeah is virtually identical with a with a change in scenery every time totally. where it is yep. you pick up packages from one place you get told drop this in a place that isn't connected to the carol network so you have no access to like chargers or roads or bridges or any of that stuff you head towards it timefall happens bts happen you get out of bt territory you deliver the packages the carrier network gets connected and then the thing gets easier yep and that happens every time yep that you go and have to connect to one of these carrier network things so it's not there's not a lot of variety no it's just that one thing that you do get slightly easier but and here's my other problem yeah. with the game the the reason that they give you for it being difficult without the chiral network other than the monotony and it being difficult to manage mm-hmm. because it is 
Like the, the the physical act of you walking from one place to another is hard. Yeah. But are the mules and the BTs. Yep. The they are the threats in the world of yep. like the mules who want to steal your packages and the BTs who are the the big scary ghost things. Mules are a joke to deal with. Yep. Um they go down in a couple of hits. Even in chapter three when they get trucks, you also get access to a bola gun and that trivializes every encounter you could yep. ever have with a mule ever. So the, the, and I wasn't mm. even I wasn't even finding it that hard without the bola gun. Yeah. Like it's it's not difficult to deal with the mules. And the BTs, yeah, it's scary and they like drag you away and they make you far away from your packages and stuff. They're also not that hard to kill. No. They're the fights are pretty easy and pretty straightforward. You stand on a rock and you throw your blood at them and they die. Yep. So when you realize those two things, the game that was already based on you essentially doing a chore, even the 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 hindrances that stop you doing that chore are not hindrances. They are inconveniences at that point. They 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 just get in the way and they cost you time and that's kind of it. Maybe they cost you some blood, maybe you damage a package, whatever. But when you look at it mechanically of these are the barriers to you doing the thing, when you realize they're not barriers, all they are is time sinks to you doing the thing more. Totally. It, it, it It's so disheartening to that game when you you realize that the, the chore of you delivering a package to this place isn't even that, there isn't even that much to threaten you on delivering that package yeah. because you deal with everything, you deal with every problem and then essentially you, you get trucks and yes, that's great. That is the, the thing of like, oh, this is going to help me get over the world and like, especially like in, in the early chapters when you get that trike for the first time yep, and you're like, holy shit, this is a fucking revelation. Totally. Like yes. it makes everything so much easier and stuff like that. But then what do they do in the first hour of you having that trike? They went, can't have that trike anymore and you need to go over this mountain. Is, yep, totally. It's a, it's a game about them giving you little bits of power and then stripping it away, which is what they're trying to do. And so mechanically it makes sense because it reflects back in the story and the message that they're trying to tell you. But mechanically in a video game, that doesn't make it fun. That's Yes. So they do end up, they do end up like, so some of them, they do force you, well, not force you. There are mechanics in there for, and again, it ties into all of the, the kind of infrastructure stuff where like, if you want to really commit to a lot of the construction stuff that you've been contributing to, especially again, especially roads, yeah, like roads and, resources, yeah, bridges you need, to, and, you need yeah. to fuck with the mules. Like they have large amounts of resources that you cannot get anywhere mm-hmm. else um, in, in one place. And yeah, they're not, the combat is not, it, not difficult initially. Um, like you can get swarmed. Like I've died maybe, well not died. They've knocked me out like maybe twice, maybe three times so far in the time I've got that I've been with sure. them. And, yeah. but like you can't directly assault one of the cat, the, the camps easily. Like I mean, you can't you, I've done it like four well, I mean, times. So you, <laughs> you can, but it, it becomes, there's ways of doing it more efficiently, you know? And then like you said, once you get the bolo gun, like the mules get much, much simpler but you start. It, it's one of the things I really enjoy is that they they do they have merged all the mechanics together and considered how each mechanic in fact uh, like implicates another mechanic, right? Where like the amount of stuff you carry on your back 
the stage I'm in now, all of the stuff that so you like when you're in like chapter two uh, or chapter three, you don't leave a, di- a distro center for a mi- for a job unless you've got a couple of ladders, a couple of climbing ropes. Yeah, your but your blood uh, maybe, bags, maybe a PCC, some maybe blood a PCC, bags. all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. Yeah. But by the time you've got you've unlocked a bunch of equipment, where I am, your standard loadout is huge. Like the things that you're like, well, I should probably take this in case BTs happen. I should probably take a couple of these the below guns to deal with mules in case they appear. And you end up with your standard your standard loadout being huge, and like stopping you from delivering other packages. So like, so I had I had this moment where. I had to make a delivery to um, a prepper, like one of the side things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they live at the bottom of like a sheer cliff. And I was like, right. okay, so there is a way right. Ra- like I can see a way around, but I can't really take my truck down there. And it's kind of a long journey. Or I could just rappel down this cliff. I've got the ropes. I can do it. It'll be fine. And I rappel yeah. down the cliff. Also, fucking Sam has the upper body strength of <laughs> yeah, right. Some sort of inhuman monster where he is like carrying a hundred and forty kilograms on his back and so what, going up a sheer rope using his upper body only. Yeah, like, like that is once you get the power ridiculous. Once you get the power legs and like that goes up to like two fifty or whatever it is. Yeah, and yeah. you're like. Theoretically, it gets even worse, yeah. Theoretically, those legs will help you, but not when you're climbing a rope. Yeah, like, when you're climbing with yeah. your upper body, that 250 pounds or whatever is yeah. crazy. Like, it's... so I, so I, I load myself up. I was like, I'll just, I'll just rappel down this. It'll be fine. And I rappelled down it and did the thing where like the 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 cliff wasn't like straight down. It had like a like a gap in it, like a little alcove yeah. in it where I needed to get in to drop another rope because it was like 60 feet of cliff and I only had 30 feet ropes. So I had to get in there and drop another one. I swing into that thing and my backpack clips the top of the roof and sends yeah. the entire top half of my stuff plunging down mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. crevasse into a river and gone, right? None of it yeah. was important, but it was all like my standard equipment. That totally changes that game, right? Where when you don't have the bolo gun and you lose your ladders, like how you then deal with that as a like getting to a getting to safety becomes very difficult. Well, it becomes much more of a, of a thinking thing, right? Where you have to be like, you, the BTs and the mules are not the enemy in that game. The enemy in that game is the terrain, and the terrain yeah, has been absolutely yeah. the terrain has been for me consistently interesting enough to traverse where I haven't hated See, right. getting from this is different point A to because point B. I think I think the terrain is a fucking pain in the arse, and Sam's a moron, and I understand. That he is carrying 135 kilograms or whatever on his back. Yep. But you you do not, no human being trips that much <laughs> on rocks. Even carrying 135 pounds, I, I, I'm probably wrong here, but it is such a fucking annoyance that something the size of a fucking pebble can... Cause that man to fucking do a prat fall like he's in a fucking um, black and white silent movie. Like he, <laughs> he yep. then goes whoa, whoa, and you have to do the fucking trigger thing to make him stop and yep. steady himself. And the oh god, and the fucking the fact that you've got the the when you have a high enough weight, you have to sit and fucking do the oh god, he's tipping to the left. Oh god, he's tipping to the yeah, right. I mean. Every single fucking time he's not traveling in a straight line, 
Yeah. You have to do that. So, I mean, that, that's the it thing. It counts for the terrain as well, and it's so annoying. I mean, the solution to that is you just hold down both triggers the whole time. But then you're so slow, and yeah. all the things that are already a time inconvenience to you just doing your fucking chore of a job yep. become even worse because you're so much slower. And it's why the 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 fact that you get the, the robot legs, the, yep. the exosuit thing, and I was like, oh, sick, I can carry, like, 250 pounds now or whatever and it's, it's even when they run out of power and you go back to 130 it's still not that much of an inconvenience you drop stuff yes yeah, sure, whatever but you go back and pick it up again and it, there is not enough of a pressure of like you going like holy shit you you're not going to be able to do this if you don't have xyz like it is yeah and i don't think that's it, it, i think that's it, not the the thing so the thing and I, is- and I, yeah I, again i get that that's kind of what they're going for like they're yeah. not trying to do that to you like but- for me for me the thing that turns that i think turns a lot of people off of this game is it's kind of an inverse of the traditional power structure of a game right where like yeah sure at, I, yeah i totally you look, get that you look yeah. at anything and like for most like third person action games of most video games really you start as like a highly specialized whatever doing a thing well like yeah you are kratos you can beat people up you are a sas well, military man the, in modern the, warfare the best the best example of that sort of thing i think in recent years of like the traditional power arc of a video game is doom 2016 yeah where you are the doom slayer talk of in legend and like all the demons are scared of you and you start with a pistol and then you end that game with like nine guns yep. and all these runes and like superpowers and like all that stuff. Like that is the traditional arc of a game. And yeah. I get that you start, this game is a you start as literal nothing in that world of like you you have reputation, you're still the mythical Sam Porter Bridges yeah. that is the but you 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 are the lowest on the food chain in that game. Oh yeah. And you never really get above that. Like there are always things that are going to, the BTs and stuff are always going to try and kill you. And like, but then that's kind of where my point comes in of like, yes, you're the lowest and there are always people that are going to prey on you, but the things preying on you aren't that much of a threat. No, they're not. So it, it kind of, yes, it tops the, it tops the power structure on its head, but then it doesn't, do enough to it's the, it's, make it's not, that interesting. If it's not so much that it turns on its head. It just it it moves the window right where rather than starting competent and ending godlike, you yeah. start like human, and you end up like, and you don't even end up like becoming like super powerful. You end up with a batch of knowledge and enough like learned experience that to kind of negate your own. Yeah. vanity almost of being like well look i've done this a hundred thousand times of course i can carry 250 grams kilograms on my back of course i can i've done this route a bajillion times and then you f- then you do exactly what i did and you take your truck and you do the same jump you've done a bunch of times except you fuck it up because you got you're so used to it. you plunge your truck into the river wedge it right in there to the point where it cannot be um removed you can't jump it out. You can't do anything like that. You get out of the car. The car drops you into the river and you're fucking sailed in the river losing shit. And you're like, that sucks. And I was like, oh God, this is terrible. But also like, it was a cool moment to be like, yeah, yeah absolutely. that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, they are always... And again, like, if you reduce it down to like, 
it is shipping stuff from point A to point B, then yes, like that is a bad loop, right? But the fact that a lot of it is like, you do have to gear up for a journey. You have to be like, well, I can't continually carry two ladders even though I need... I sort of like, okay, this is primarily going to be mountainous, so I'm only going to take the one bolo gun just in case, and then yeah. I'm going to load up on extra ladders and all that kind of stuff to do that journey. And then the actual trans, the actual like traveling of that thing, where you're thinking about four different things at once, like you're checking, like, okay, how deep is this river while I'm still holding on to my stuff so I don't yeah. slip, and like, oh, this terrain actually, there's an easier way around here if I do this. Um, there's enough stuff where, like, those journeys, I haven't got bored of them yet. Like, there's enough stuff, like, sure. that you have to keep into... And again, 100% not for everyone, but, like, once you've done... I'll... Yeah. There's definitely something about, once you've done that journey to a new place, and then you bring that online to the network, and suddenly, like, everyone else's structures appear, and you're like, I knew... Thank God somebody built that bridge because that makes that. that oh yeah, bit I, the 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 flick of the the Carol network coming on and people stuff appearing and you see like oh man that bridge saved my life or yep. hey this post box is in a really good place or whatever that's a cool moment I like that idea yep. as a as a really and interesting actually, like, idea that everybody is working together from a technical perspective like one of the most interesting things about this game is the Carol network like what must be the Carol network algorithm right because. When you flick an area onto the network, right? They're obviously not going to dump everything that anyone has built in the game. No, it'll be it'll be instance or sharded like well, those are. Like maybe not even that, right? Because you think about the amount of people playing this game. Like even if you shard it to like East uh, Western Europe, right? Or like even just Britain, right? Like right. if you were to take all the players and dump all of their stuff in your world, that's still too much stuff, and the game becomes trivial. So there has mm-hmm. to be an algorithm in there to be like, we need enough stuff in there to be interesting and useful but not enough stuff where it becomes stupid and also like not shit on top of the stuff you've already done like there's a really interesting thing there that they've managed to get it so that like once it brings a thing online it's like here's exactly the amount of stuff we think is a good idea and most of the time they're right um and that stuff is super interesting like how they've done that is actually kind of impressive and like yeah it is the moments of like I'm running out of battery on this fucking trike and I am not going to make it home. Yeah. I'm going to strand this fucking bike in the middle of these, these fucking rocks and you turn a corner and there's a generator there and you're like, thank God, Bong Smoker 420 for putting that generator there. That is, thank you so much. Yeah. And you don't lead up and you go and it's great. Yeah, like it is, it is a game that is so, like, yeah, like anyone who has any like preconceptions of what a new game from Kojima would be like you this is not an instant buy by no stretch of the imagination oh no yeah this is like this yeah. is a different type of thing that yeah and the, the stuff they've done around it and like as you get through chapter three and you unlock more equipment and you start to get some really interesting so there's one oh okay i'm gonna spoil a little mechanic here so maybe jump <laughs> five minutes yeah because i haven't actually tested this myself but this is what i've been hearing so yeah, jump a couple of minutes from here. I'll write something in the show notes from here. So I'm at this point where just at the start of chapter four, uh, or the end of chapter four, start of chapter five, they give you yeah. guns. Like yes. bullet firing lethal guns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I got one for free as part of the story. 
and I ran into a mule camp to do something totally different. But I ran into a mule camp and I was like, oh, get fucking guns. This might be interesting. And Deadman goes up, goes over the radio and is like, you can't use guns. Like, because if you use guns, you're going to leave bodies behind. The bodies are going to create BTs. The BTs are going to touch the body and it's going to create a void out. So yeah. don't kill people. And you're like, well, and this is where the split starts to come of like, you know how video games work and then you know what, how, like, off the wall Kojima is, right? Where yeah, yeah. I'd heard the stories from a couple of people of like, yeah, like, if you die, like, die, die, and then go back to the area where you died, like, there's a crater. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it's I saw out. that happen to my friend, right. yeah. So, so what happens then if you just go in guns blazing into a mule camp, leave a bunch of bodies... And leave for an hour and come back. Like, is that mule camp's gone? Like, is that just a create? Like, no they've idea. created such an internal. When, it, when he says you can't, when he says don't use guns, is that like a thing where they're then saying we're locking you from using the? No, you can hundred percent. Yeah, you can still pull out your oh, assault okay, rifle and gun people down. But like when he said it, I was like, okay, the thing you're claiming here is wild in video game terms. We're just going to nuke a camp, like completely yeah. remove this whole thing, or like there's going to be some story reason around but then like it's a kojima game right like you remember the melting ice cubes like there's vast amounts of bizarre detail in this and then you listen to like brad on the bombcast talking about like when he went back to the incinerator to do something and died and there was and he went back and a chunk of the incinerator was missing because there was an explosion yeah and you're like they've set up a story thing here which they have to pay off in mechanics and it is wild if they pay off in mechanics right so there is an interesting thing there of like, you can totally do the thing you want to do. And I'm kind of tempted to, because the thing is you can't create multiple saves. So I can't just save and try it and see what the fuck happens. But like, that's, that's crazy. Like, that's nuts, right? Like, yeah, that's, you can... that, that is a, and like, I, like I said, like I saw it happen yeah. and it is super crazy that in the middle of that first map, my friend just had this giant crater now. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just there and it's in the way. And there's definitely a lot of, like, little bits of, like, Kojima-like detail in there that I really appreciate, of, like, little bits of, oh, right, of course this mechanic works in this way, and you are just doing the thing that most games would try and fudge, like, you're actually going to try and do the thing. Okay, fair enough. So that's all the gameplay side of it. The narrative side of it... So I was going to say, is a good point of, like, you're bringing up the, hey, this is a Hideo Kojima Kojima game and you probably shouldn't like pick this up if you're expecting a Hideo Kojima game yeah. because this is this is Hideo Kojima unbounded like yes. this is this is what would have happened if while at Konami they went along with him and said sure you can have all the money to do whatever you want yeah and he goes and makes stuff like this which so, is and even then like it doesn't fucking seem wild yeah it doesn't seem like he's had like a, like a Metal Gear budget on this thing, like the fact that like a lot. No, of, it's a, it's, a, it's a smaller budget. Like, like I've all, heard it is like, like a all of the thing. distribution centers look the same. All the prepper shacks look the same. Yeah. Like the 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 landscape is vast, but like conceivable and buildable. Like yeah. there's not a lot of like one shot places that you get. Like there's a budget to this game, and it's definitely lower budget than he's used to. But mm-hmm. like. And it does seem like he's cashed in basically it, every favor he it, has to get all of these yeah, people Yeah, but it does definitely and... seem like it, it's more of a... The money wasn't so much the issue. It's more of like a creative oh, yeah. thing. This is... of they've, they, they've said to him, you go make what you want. Yep. And he's done it. And, and it, it does... There are definitely... like, it's, it's So the prologue 
bit, the bit before chapter one, yeah, I actually like really liked because oh it, god, okay, because it does set up like the thing where it's like here are this is a world in progress, and I I've always liked yeah. that in narrative stuff. So like, I, here's a world I, in progress. Yeah, here's a bunch of stuff that you don't. They're going to say a bunch of words to you you don't understand, but you very quickly get like some of the core concepts where you're like delivering stuff. Yeah, world world's BTs. fucked. Yeah, dead bodies are a problem. Like you get all the stuff. Here's a BT that scene with the the flipped truck. Like is and the, ha- the handprints thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and you're like, th- and then fragile appearing very early on. And like, what the fuck's like? I liked all of that stuff to be like they're making a world here that they're so, like. Yeah, yeah. That bit I liked. so I, I I I partially agree with you. Yeah. That I get again, I, I I'm with you of like I like the 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 world in motion stuff because like you start that game and it's just Sam on a bike and yep. he's delivering his packages or whatever. Um and they do a lot of they, they they do a lot of stuff, but they do it in service of setting up a world. Like I think they set up BTs really well. Yep. And totally. they 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 set them up as like a threat of like this is why humanity's fucked and why people can't do X Y and Z and yep good again don't think it's brought up don't think it's compounded particularly well when all the BT boss fights are super easy no but totally. it's yep. it, it, that's where dissonance comes in but they set it up really well but then they keep doing that that which I think is my uh, one of my issues with the narrative of this thing is that. Yes, it makes sense for them to throw a whole bunch of stuff at you all, like at, in prologue of like you don't get what this is, but then they don't ever stop really doing that, and they don't really ever stop to explain the stuff that they've thrown at you before. Like, yeah. in the in the prologue, they throw like BTs at you, like dooms at you, like cryptobiotes or whatever they're Crypto-bi- called, those yeah. little bug things. They throw that at you. They throw fragile at you. And they throw the big long name for the thing that Sam has that means he doesn't like people touching him, that yeah, phobia yeah. that I can't remember. Yep. Fine. I understand that because they're setting up the world and sure, can understand that because you can relate it to the things that are on screen. Yep. You then, in chapter one, do the whole things with like Die Hard Man and your mum. <laughs> it's and, still which, so weird. Still, it's still so, so stupid. Weird. With Die Hard Man and um, Dead Man and your mum and all that stuff. And all they still do is throw more words at you and yes. more phrases and world states and like all these things at you without really ever explaining it. So it's still this world in motion thing, but it's a world in motion thing that the main character understands, but the player doesn't. Yeah. And they keep talking about Doom's levels and BTs and yep. uh, what like BBs and why that's relevant and what the fuck, like why the hell does Dead Man appear twice? And I was- this whole. Oh, like there's a I lot am... of things about this thing that is like Hideo Kojima needs to calm down and needs an editor. So that's the thing. Him... That's the thing about this though is that it swings between both extremes like wildly throughout the whole thing. Where like, like so I'm like chapter five, so I'm like maybe twenty five hours or something like that in at this point. I still don't particularly understand the concept of beaches. Like they talk about yeah, it all exactly. The time. Yeah, I talk about they say it. The like, word... The beaches and like the, the what's the thing? The other thing that's related the seam is that the other one? Seam, yep, totally. Yeah, yep. beaches and the seam and uh, what a repatriate is. Yes, and totally. they throw that out at you a lot and strands and all that. Like yeah. again, yeah, you're they, but they don't ever explain it ever. Like it is so they don't for, and they do a lot of that for the world stuff 
where they're like, here's a bunch of proper nouns that you assume will be explained, or at least like hinted sure, at they, over the world. But they then get, they, ev- they eventually, in like chapter two, get round to explaining kind of what BTs are, explaining what the Death Stranding was kind of, yeah, explaining why BBs are important. They do a decent job of that. They explain yeah. kind of why BBs are important. Um and they explain a little bit about dooms not a lot no, but a little, a little bit. bit everything else still gets left by the wayside and you're still except you're, you're still you're still interacting with a lot of that stuff yeah except without it ever being explained if you're a main character in which case Ooh. the first time you meet a main character you get their entire life story about why they are who they are why they're there what happened to them like everything. Yeah, you get all of that and then there's that's also kind of that's kind of like a Hideo Kojima thing. Totally, he likes and doing like, that, but like the, doesn't make it better. The, but yeah, there's all the stuff that you don't need explained because it's so fucking obvious. Which is like, hey, yeah. Sam Porter Bridges, like, guess what he did? Guess what he does for a living? And like, fucking like all of the character stuff is just so non-metaphorical like it's just blatant yeah, it's, it's subtext all, as text it's, get, all, all of the game is incredibly heavy-handed it's yeah. incredibly heavy-handed like, all like of things are just explained and but that's like, it and like, if it was just the mechanical stuff like the mechanical stuff leading into this, the narrative thing they're trying to tell that works but like all of the stuff on top of that which is like oh by the way like the, the chiral network is literally you connecting people together and like yeah the fact that the the fucking rope you have with your own blood is called a strand and like all of yeah. the names for everything are just so like yeah we get i yeah okay sure i get it that's fine and it's just like it's just so it just yeah it swings between like we're gonna keep all the shit secret and by the way here's this entire person's autobiography and it just it just jumps between them to the point where like no no focus on the stuff i'm interested in like these characters are in well hmm I'll get to characters in a second, but like, yeah, they just they they there's no consistency between that stuff, and then it does the thing like the reason I really the reason why Metal Gear Five was our most disappointing game that year because it wasn't it didn't do a great story didn't do a great job of being a Metal Gear game. Like my main problem with that game was when it started doing stuff like we can probably spoil bits of Metal Gear Five at this point, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. When they when they the the kid being Liquid Snake, right? Like, you yeah, you had a, I had that as a potential thing. It's like I wonder if this kid's Liquid. Like I had the thought and said it out loud, but the actual like reveal of this kid is Liquid Snake and here's where they come from and all this kind of stuff. That's in like an audio diary that you would completely miss. Like the bits of that game that are, the bits of that game specifically that are like, hey, you're a Metal Gear fan, you're here for the Metal Gear shit. They just yeah. sw- they just pushed all that to one side. It was like ah, it's there if you want it. It happened yeah. again in this game. We're like, we're just the last thing I did, um, Die Hard Man. No, who's Guillermo del Toro? He's just dead, dead man. Dead man. Dead man comes on. He likes he likes dead things. Yeah, he's weird dead man. Um, yeah. He just comes on the codec and is like fucking lore bomb. Well, not even a lore bomb yeah. of just like here's a big like pseudo world changing thing and you're like oh why is this not one of your lavishly animated cutscenes where you tell me yeah. about this and you're just like the inconsistency of that like it feels like they did a it feels like they did a pass on the real game and then played through it and went ah you don't actually talk about that thing fine we'll just record some audio and it'll be all right and you're just like no like 
stop doing hugely elaborate bits on nothing and focus on like the bits that tell you more about yeah, the world I, there is a again I, I i still think that is a lot of um Hideo Kojima needs an editor he needs someone to be able to focus him on the right stuff and put the right scenes and put the right information into the right places totally to be able to do that sort of thing like he, only, the- he also needs a, he also needs an editor to cut out all the fucking uh, bad anime writing that he does, where <laughs> characters explain the same thing to you multiple times in different sentences. Yeah, yeah. Like, saying, you need to go to the incinerator, Sam, because this is why. I don't need that told to me from three different characters in three different ways. Yep. It's, I get it. I know why I'm going to the incinerator. It, yeah, and it, it happens. Just, it happens. Me, and it happens all the fucking time. Yeah. Like it's, when you do when you do like a big delivery and you drop your 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 package off, like the 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 fact that it's like the person who runs the distribution center will come out and go, oh, thank you for this. We needed this for this reason. Cool. Then yeah. Die Hard Man will appear and go, good job, you did that thing, and it means they can now do this, this, and this. And then Mama yeah. will appear and be like, oh, now that you've done this, that means they've got this. And I've built this thing. Like, yeah. Holy shit! Like I get it. Like one of you tell me this, and it's fine. And it just feels like all these characters, like even narratively, it feels like all these characters just never talk to each other. Like every yeah, one of them just talks. Yeah, yeah, they all just talk through you. And it was weird. like it, it reminded me actually. Like I don't know if you've seen any of the like footage from the new Shenmue game. Like uh, not a lot. Yeah. So, and, but it's very similar. I, I, I've not. I've not got the courage to look at Shenmue right. three yet. So I've... it's very similar to like the old Shenmue games, where it feels like Ryu at Ryo Ryu and Rio. Rio and all the characters he's talking to like none of them have ever met like they're all in different rooms saying their lines without hearing the other lines to react to and it just feels like they're running through the light and that's not the whole thing like they're just they're not talking to each other and they're having two completely separate yeah. conversations past each other yeah. like every character in that game that's not talking when they're not talking directly to you never talk to each other despite the fact of them being in the same room sometimes mm-hmm. and it just feels really weird where like no i get the thing you're trying i get it like yes we're here we're good right let's move on and it's just like yeah okay fine but you're then because we've had enough experiences now of like here's a super important bit of conversation that might just be randomly in the middle of a thing you have yeah. to just sit and go through it and you're like okay right yep Mm-hmm. Just in I case there's yeah, something. I, I, I don't particularly think this is a well-written video game. No, I don't. Because <laughs> a lot of the dialogue's pretty bad as yeah, well. Like, a lot of the dialogue's yeah. pretty bad. And so, I will say that, like, it is a badly... The 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 narrative character stuff is bad. I, I kind of like the world and a lot of the setup, but I just think they don't capitalise on it in the right ways yeah, that make totally, it interesting yeah, for me. I'm with you. And then yeah. the other part of this, like, I just I have to mention this because it was... Very, and I kind of talked to you a little bit about this. The, <laughs> there's a weird. I'm trying to say I would do this without spoilers. Like, there's a weird way, and this is not news for anyone, but there's a weird yeah. way that Kojima treats women in these games where yeah. they are yeah. not. So, like, I had my first. I've, I met Mama for the first time um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the last session I've had with it. And she does the whole, like, Here's my entire backstory thing. And like... Here's why I'm called Mama. Yeah. This is the, and here's yeah. why this weird thing you saw when you came in is weird and all this kind of stuff. The way that 
like the story itself is a tragic story and i and it the tragic story is a tragic story and sure and like what how you feel about the tragic story is i can see a lot of people not being happy with the way it's used and what they're leveraging and all this kind of stuff but the way they actually tell the story it just it focuses there's a weird like i can't it just feels like this weird like hostile-esque like we need to watch these people in pain and misery for like a little bit with the camera shots being a little bit too long on the stuff that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable and it's not like Mm -hmm. uncomfortable in a way that's like useful for narrative purposes it just makes you feel uncomfortable and like they spend so long like i'll tell you about what happens after we cut because because it's uh, yeah it's very i don't want to spoil anything but like the way they deal with it and the way they show it is just like they don't do that to any of the other characters in the game Mm -hmm. like it's just it's very strange and like there's a scene immediately after that as well with um the person you're trying to cross america to go get yeah do a scene with her as well where you're like oh that wasn't you didn't need to do that you really didn't need to do that and you really didn't need to make it as visually that Mm -hmm. as it was yeah it's just it's very weird and i don't yeah i don't know and especially from like a a a creator like kojima and somebody who writes these characters and like it's not just him but like obviously a large chunk of it is he gets the final say on all of it yeah a lot of the like in all of the stories that he's told so far like there's a lot of like innuendos and like genital jokes and like there's just like hey do you want to poo or pee when you go into the shower and it's real funny and you can look at like sam's crotch and he punches like there's that kind of humor which is kind of the the poo and pee also make grenades right and you're just like there's that side of the story stuff but like you have to be careful when you go too far down that road that you're just like this is the point where it's not it's trying to do the Metal Gear thing of being like super serious, like nuclear proliferation warfare is bad, blah, while yeah, also yeah. doing poo and pee jokes. And you're yeah. like, they don't, especially in this world you've set up, this just doesn't fly. It just doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense in the same way. The, the dissonance is really, and also, and then also you've got like branded Monster Energy drink cans. Right, that and then that stuff where you're like, yeah, your canteen turns water into Monster Energy, and you're like, why? Why is that still a thing? Yeah, why is that like, a thing? How does that make any where, sense? Where is the Monster Energy factory in this yeah. world? Where how are they, they avoiding it? the BTs? Exactly. How is that? Do they have their own guards? Do Bridges own Monster Energy? Like, have they just kept the branding? Like, what is... Oh, it's... Why are these cans so high-res? Yeah, exactly. It's like Final Fantasy fifteen food-level high-res. Yeah. Monster energy drink cans. Oh, it's the, other just... thing, the other thing about the uh, the poop and pee and stuff like that is the um, when Sam showers, yep. which you have to do a fair amount because uh-huh. you get touched by BTs and stuff and yep. you get the... That is four or five separate cutscenes yep. which are identical. There's no difference between any of the cutscenes. Yep. So they're identical. So you skip them a lot. Yep. And it is... Sam is Sam is naked and walking into the shower. Skip that. Sam is in the shower washing himself. Skip that. Grenades are getting made from Sam's dirty gamer bathwater. Skip that. Sam is drying himself in the shower. Skip that. Sam is walking out of the shower. Skip that. It's five separate presses yep. of options. Move over to skip. Hit skip. 
five times. Like I all don't of, understand how that happens. Like all of the like Sam Bridges Tamagotchi shit is just. I know. That's it's, just, all, it's, it's like Hideo is going, you're going to fucking watch this. Like it is going to be a a thing that you care about. You're going to yeah. watch Norman Reedus shower himself. And, Norman Reedus is amazing and you're going to watch every part of him do everything. And you're just like, I, yeah. this could just be a menu. Like this could just be a menu at this point. Like it's fine. Watch it the first time every time. Sure. Like get your money's worth out of those cutscenes. But I've seen him shower so many times. And especially because like <laughs> this actually happened where... I'd put so I I needed him to shower because he was like he'd been through the BT thing so he was manky and I also needed the grenades so I had him shower then I had him pee then I had him poop and I said, my wife was sitting there going are you doing this deliberately like keep putting him in the shower and making him like no but it's like gameplay stuff and I can't and I didn't realize you could skip at that point I'm just yeah. like yeah but like and it takes forever, and it's just I don't need this. I like just give me, just give me his pee. Just let me use it. It's fine. I need his pee grenades. That's yeah. The... Um. Every time you sleep and come back, and he reattaches the thing on his wrists and gets the blood. Yeah. You know, just fucking go. Keep going. Like I'm only here because I need to sleep. That's it. Let's move on. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's such. It's all over the place. Like, I am enjoying yeah. the core mechanics, and, like, I'm interested to see where else they go with the story, because it feels like they've now, where I am in Chapter 5, like, they've played all the cards. Like, I now know all of this about, like, the characters and how they all interact. Like, there's going to have to be some resolution at some point. Oh, actually, sorry, I need to fucking tell you about the stupidest fucking thing after okay. we're done. But, like... They've, they've, they've now exposed everyone's like game plan and why everyone's doing it and what their motivations are mm-hmm. and there's probably like another 10-15 hours of game left and I'm like okay what are you gonna how are you gonna make this interesting how are you gonna continue with this yeah um so yeah I need to see like I'm I'm committed to finishing it now like I need to know where this goes and I am enjoying the like error of like the mer- literally everybody that i've heard that has done exactly this of like i need to see where this goes man like i need to see what it does is like none of them have ever come out and said it's worth it no like, probably not the... probably not but i need to know how bad it well not i i, bleh. You, just I, need need to I understand you need to see it yeah, yeah yeah like this is the this is the first game from an unchained hideo kojima i need to see this through for my own well-being i think i need to see, see i would i would have said that too but i think he really fucking missed the mark like totally. the... yeah he missed the mark on a lot of stuff but like i'm enjoying the, the core gameplay enough and it, again yeah. like they could tweak that so they've already done the thing where like you were saying where like mules are basically like there are walkovers and you get the, the bolo gun like they're then start they're starting to tweak them again and being like ah here's where this doesn't work and um so like they could tweak four or five different mechanics in there, and so that game is again unplayable. And I'm also about to—I assume I'm about to move to a new area, where again I've built jack shit. The world is just a mess. Like whether I want to do that again, we'll see. Like I might just check out in the ne- next thing yeah. because it's just like, yeah. fuck, I need to build all these roads again, and like, ugh. Um, the one tip I have for people is. Remember that resources are completely expendable and are not 
they're valuable in how they're used, but they're not valuable to just hold on to. So, like, every station has its own pool of resources that you dump yeah. stuff into, and resources do not travel from area to area. Yep. So, spend everything you can. Like, just spend it. Don't worry about it. Like, just use all of the resources you have available. It's fine. Yeah. Don't be... Mm-hmm. Don't keep them for, like, a future later date thing. Like, it's all good. Yeah, that's Death Stranding. Um, yeah, I need to... It's It's such a weird thing, but also not weird at all. Like, it's... It's an eminently explainable thing that yeah. is not like it feels like a really trite thing to say it's not for everyone. This is a hundred percent not for everyone. Oh, yeah. Like we like more than clearly any showing game. that by the fact that you want to finish it and I want to burn it. Like Yeah, exactly. It is... It's so and the other interesting thing is gonna be in the year twenty nineteen, what does Kojima do with like the live game thing? Right? Where like this is a perpetual it's not like Oh sure. You're yeah. not it's not like a like a, it's not destiny like it's, it's not, not destiny yeah. and it's not like an mmo but there is like a server with all the stuff that is directly influencing the game so they could be yeah. like and i'm not expecting like it's halloween here's a christmas tree like you know it's not that kind of stuff it's i want to see if they like is there going to be an expansion like do they go here's a bunch of new shit because they did that for melga 5 like they were like here's like extra content boosts and stuff like that and you're like sure. here's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. like here's a bunch more missions like it depends how that game resolves, I suppose. Like, did they resolve it in a way where you're like... The, uh, does, big, it, does it lend itself to being able to yeah. be expanded upon? Like, am I gonna am I going to be able to get to the end of the game and it makes narrative sense for me to, like, fast travel back and do the missions I didn't do? Like, is that a thing? Who knows? But there's room for, their, for them to then go, like... I don't expect them to go, here's Death Stranding DLC 1, but I'm expecting them yeah. to do, like, a little bit of, like, dropping stuff in there and seeing... It's yeah. That's totally totally maybe possible. Yeah. We will see how it goes. Um yeah, very quickly, I just want to talk about XO nineteen um and some stuff yeah. that was there. I was not planning to watch it, but I was like, Hey, I should probably I'm not I don't have anything else to watch, so I should probably just watch this. This is basically yeah. like uh I wouldn't say it's like E three level, but it's like up there in terms of like here's a presentation of new stuff. And it was in London. Oh, yeah, it's like my, it's like it's like Microsoft's like own thing outside yeah, of E3. This is their do, yeah. directs. This is their well. I mean, it's not even directs, but they do like five a year. Like they do this every once it's a like year. Like their player experience thing. Yeah, do, basically. Yeah. Um, and also it was in London, which sounds weird to bring that up as a thing, but like all of the presenters there are just so much more earnest than any of the mm-hmm. press stuff from the US. We're just like, yeah, these are actual people who are like very like they realize what they know what's going on and they're treating it with the exact right amount of like reverence that it deserves which is not a yeah. lot like we're here to talk about video games let's be excited about video games it's fine um there was a lot of stuff they they kind of announced like new stuff and some expansions and all this kind of stuff uh, ex- expansions of services and stuff um there's a new don't know game called tell me why which is the life of strange people um mm-hmm. so all three ep- another episodic thing but all three episodes are coming uh next summer Oh, they're doing the Netflix binge watch of video games, kind of, so. yeah. Which is weird. Sure. Like they're they're still calling them. They're still saying it's a three episode game. So sure. Um, there's a new rare game which they didn't talk much about. Well, they showed a trailer for it, but didn't say exactly what it is. Um, all the Final Fantasy stuff's coming to Game Pass. So that's uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten to twelve. All of the thirteens and fifteen are all coming to Game Pass. 
um which is cool like i would might, yeah that's good. i might finally jump into 15 and see what the hell that thing's about i'm not gonna finish it but i want to see oh man you want to jump jump in on the lads road trip i want to see the road trip i think go it could be chill with the lads totally with the boys um, go hunting with the boys all the yakuza stuff's coming to xbox one which made me laugh all the kingdom Hearts stuff is coming to xbox one which is yeah hilarious. i saw that it's both 1.5 and 2.5 HD remix and 1.5, 2.5, and Final three Chapter Prologue at some point. Yeah, um, is. which is cool. Like I imagine Sony are pissed about that because that was one of their big like, hey, we've got the Kingdom Hearts games things. But yeah, um, Master Chief Collections finally coming to PC, including, including Halo Reach. Reach. Yeah, um, December third that appears. Um, what else we got? New Sea of Thieves stuff. There's a new cart game. Um, bu- 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 new game from the Flame and the Flood people. Last Stop, which is the game from the Virginia developers, which looks super interesting. Again, more kind of British ass British games. Yep, yep. Um, and yeah, and a bunch of new trailers and stuff. Artful Escape is alive. I'm so glad that game still exists. Which one was that? Do you remember the like psychedelic like Beatles album cover side scrolling two D oh, platformer? Oh, that thing! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, that thing still exists and is coming next Good. year. Um, and then a bunch of like X Cloud announcements and Game Pass. Like, I left this thing going. I should like in the new year. I'm just gonna get Game Pass. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense not to have it at this point. Yeah, it's, with the it's still on like there. a super good deal. Like, um, so and especially like all of this stuff just coming there. Like, yeah, like all of Master Chief Collections on Game Pass. So I'm going to be, yeah, I'm finally going to play, like, 3 and 4, like, which I've never played. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, which was cool. Uh, it was a good showing, and it was a good bunch of stuff. Um, the, only, uh, the other thing I'll mention, just briefly, because we talked about it last time, I think, where we talked about um, Chad Robertson, who's the live service chief for Anthem, had left Bioware. Yeah. There's a report from... I think it was um, Tatillo at Kotaku who has said, like, they're planning on doing a full-on, like, Final Fantasy XIV-style reboot of that game sometime next year. So, like, the reason why it's gone oh, silent... Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember hearing about this. Yeah. They, they want to build it back from the ground up. Yeah, they um, want to do, like, a full-on 2.0, like, here's what this game actually is. Which kind of surprises me, like, that an EA game, they would give them the the money and leeway to be able to go, okay, fine rebuild this thing like do it right do all the stuff you need like that kind of surprises me but also yeah. like you look at EA's lineup and you're like that Dragon Age thing is what like 2022 or something like that like that's their next big like mainstream thing um so like what are they doing in between that's not Madden you know yeah who knows who knows um there was something else as well that I've completely forgotten about. There was the Pokemon stuff that we talked about. There was... Oh, yeah. Um, BlizzCon happened in, like, the most... In such a weird environment yeah. for that thing to happen. And then they also yeah. announced, like... So the, the two big things they announced were, like, uh, Diablo 4 is real with a cool-ass trailer. Like, I don't give a shit about Diablo, really, but that was a cool-ass trailer that yeah, they did. Yeah, it was an awesome trailer. Again, um, Blizzard's CG trailer department are totally. second to none. Like, and then, they are and then they showed, making those trailers. And then they showed the game and it was like, yep, that sure looks like Diablo. Okay, cool. Um, and then Overwatch 2, which is confusing 
I think, is the other part of it, which is like, you're, all the maps and stuff are going to backport onto one, like it's kind of an yeah. expansion, but not really. It's the, it's, the, it's the way that people have been thinking about uh, how sequels work for live service models for a while. Yeah. Of like, they release it as a sequel, but the original game is still in it, but maybe missing a feature or something else that two has that one doesn't. And that's the case that for Overwatch, because Overwatch is going to have a PVE mode yeah. implemented into it, the one isn't going to have access to it, yeah. but two is. So it's yeah, it's a weird. It's still it's still a weird thing. I understand. I know why they do it for like marketing purposes and stuff like that. But calling it two is a really yeah. strong because like nothing calls like none of those games. I mean, there's not a lot like, well, no, there is a lot like Overwatch, but like all of those kind of continual update games, like yeah. they're all in a season model now. Like why is yeah. this not Overwatch season two or like chapter two or episode two or, you know, part like something like that, like just putting Overwatch two, that is such, and I think they said um, like Kaplan when he was doing the presentation was like, we want to redefine what it means to be like Overwatch, like a sequel in a traditional yeah. sense and you're like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah instead what you've done is you've taken a season two and like upped it because it means you can charge yeah, quick call for it again. Sequel and, you yeah. know like I, I i don't know and it's going to be really interesting to see like what the reaction to that is when this is like a full price like here's your thing which the only thing you're getting really is the pve and it's just the pve right it's really and i think it's new, just the pve yeah and obviously all the new skins and cosmetics and stuff like that and you're just like is yeah. that too really okay sure fine we'll see well wait wait we don't know for there may be other stuff we don't there may be other stuff but that, but you would yeah. think of those other stuff like currently the currently like unless you're filling on overwatch like it, it feels like one of those purchases that are coming becoming more and more of a thing which is just like well, I suppose, like, I play a lot of this game, so I'm going to need to buy this thing, as opposed to, like, no, I actively want to buy this thing. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, I play a shit ton of Overwatch, so yeah, I'm going to have to get the Overwatch thing so I can continue to get the skins and stuff like that. Like, it feels, mm-hmm. like, it feels like an opportunity to get a second batch of cash out of people, as opposed to, like, here's a wildly, like, improved thing. And I thought it was really funny, like, when they were like, look how much Mercy's changed, like, design-wise. And you're like, yeah, she got a haircut. Like really, she got hair on her suits a bit different. Yeah, but. and you're like, okay, sure, like great. That where's the where's the yeah? It's it was an interesting thing, and then like all of that under the the auspices of like all the Hong Kong stuff, which they did the worst way of handling. Oh, the, yeah, the apology is so bad. <laughs> like it's like, not an apology. Like it's ugh, lots of people have said this, but like they had two options, right? They ignore it completely. Or they double down and say, like, we're sorry, here's our thing going forward, blah, blah, blah. And they did neither of those things. They did the thing in the middle, which is, like, we're sorry we did the thing, but we're not changing any part of our yeah. process. And you're like, it cool. was, it, it was, It was too, like, maybe a step or two removed from them basically just saying, we're sorry people got offended. Totally. Like that, that was, it felt like one of those type of apologies. Like, yeah, we're sorry. It's a bad, caught. bad apology. Yeah. We're sorry that this was a thing we could have 100% seen coming. And you're just like sure um yeah seeing all the photos of people in winnie the pooh costumes on the show floor was very funny yep. though very good yeah. um cool i think that's everything i've got uh yeah i don't think there's any other news yeah not much um yeah that's about it um what's coming up we should do something super liminal just so i can actually explain what that game is because you can only really see it yeah that, that that game only works with visuals so yeah, yeah totally. I, um, I think we're kind of done with games right like yeah. we're kind of i i am i am shocked that uh jedi fallen order 
has gotten right. as yeah. much positive press as it has. I'm not going to get to it by the end of the year, but rest assured, I will play it probably the start of next year. It's also like probably, be... you're probably good to wait while they patch yeah, that game. Yeah, while they fix stuff out, yeah. That's um, also true. Yeah, I'm just looking out and seeing what's coming up. Um, not much. Nothing? Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah, there's basically nothing else coming up. Oh, br- very briefly, I'll talk about it next time, probably when I've got some more time in it, but um, The Stretchers, it's a co-op game on the Switch very fun people should take a look at it um, sure i'll talk okay. about it next time um yeah that's it we are i mean we're starting to look at game of the year and see what we're doing with it yeah. we need to start putting stuff yeah. together so that yep. we don't put our game of the year stuff out in may again <laughs> but we can definitely get it done probably for for the start of next year um yes gameinstart.com is the website you can find all of our articles podcasts and videos are up there we are on youtube.com slash gameinstart subscribe there and get notified when we put new videos up um, we're on facebook and twitter if you search gameinstart you'll find us there podcast at gameinstart.com is the email address and that's us enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you in two weeks hopefully bye bye goodbye